Today's show is brought to you by Pride of Bristol Bay, where you can get truly sustainable, high-quality, nutritious Alaskan sockeye salmon delivered right to your door. Pride of Bristol Bay's wild salmon is sustainably harvested in the pristine waters of Bristol Bay, Alaska. Their focused team of fishermen are committed to the highest quality and handling standards at the point of harvest, creating the unsurpassed quality and flavor you'll find in every one of their wild sockeye fillets and portions. Each case of their wild salmon is labeled with the name of the Bristol Bay Fishing District in which the salmon was harvested. It's the ultimate in traceability. Boxes of supremely fresh frozen fillets and portions of the highest quality salmon are delivered to your door, skin on and already deboned. It is hands down the best salmon I've ever enjoyed. You can learn more about Pride of Bristol Bay and support their important work by ordering your first box of frozen salmon by visiting their website over at prideofbristolbay.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Benefit Podcast. My name is Cassie Joy Garcia. I am your host. This is a weekly 30-minute mindset, health, food, all those good things show. And I am really excited today to bring you another reverse interview. And a reverse interview is where I invite a fed and fit listener or reader to come onto the show to ask some questions that maybe they wrote in to ask them directly over a conversation so we can have a nice chat. Hopefully other folks can benefit from the conversation. So today I am welcoming Amanda to the show. She lives in Jacksonville, Florida. She works at an ad agency, and she has two small kids. Welcome to the show, Amanda. Thanks, Cassie. Really, really excited. Oh, I'm happy to have you here. This is going to be so fun. Well, feel free to tell folks a little bit more about yourself and maybe a little background information before we lead into your question. And then, and really, the show is yours. Okay, awesome. So, um, like Cassie said, my name's Amanda, and I... Um, live in Jacksonville. My husband um, is in the military, so we move around kind of a lot. Um, I have two small kids, and um, I also work at an advertising agency, so I am definitely um, busy, busy, busy all the time. Um, always running around after my little ones. Um, so I emailed Cassie originally because I have, um, well, first of all, I have celiac. So I found that out about um, probably six or seven years ago now. And I, um, so I've always had stomach issues from starting in middle school, probably, and no doctor ever took the time to really figure out what was wrong with me until um, I got a new doctor. That doctor referred me to a GI doctor, which is the person who found out that I had celiac. So I stopped eating gluten and my stomach issues essentially went away. Um, but now I'm having this issue where now sometimes when I eat, I get like a empty, like burning sensation in, in like the pit of my stomach. And I know that I haven't eaten any gluten leading up because I, um, will have, um, you know, made all of my food leading up to that. So I know that it's not gluten that's hurting me. Um, and you know, my stomach gets kind of bubbly and I just, um, I just don't know if maybe my stomach needs some healing or, you know, what the issue is. And also I wanted to ask you Cassie too, about like, maybe like a, like three steps or like, um, like, healing your gut for dummies. Maybe you could just go over that 
super quickly because I feel like my first instinct is that maybe my stomach just, my gut just needs some healing. And I don't really know like where to start with that because there's so much information out there. I don't even know. I don't know where to start or, you know, what to do. So I'm, I welcome all of your suggestions. Oh my goodness. This is good. This is a really good topic. Uh, have you tried anything so far aside from obviously avoiding gluten for the last several um, years? No, I mean, I tried a whole 30 at one point, but, um, I just, I mean, I did it for like a week and a half and I was like over it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That sounds good. Um, so what makes up the majority of your diet now? Um, let's see. Um, I eat mostly paleo. Um, sometimes I do with dairy. I do eat dairy occasionally. Um, and then sometimes I have gluten-free breads and pastas, but that's like maybe once a week I eat those things. Okay. Awesome. Um, that sounds good. And let's see, what about alcohol, caffeine, things like that? Yeah. So I, I drink coffee. Um, like I said, I have two small kids. I, I sort of need it to survive. Um, and then I also drink red wine. Okay, perfect. So this is such a good question. Goodness, you're doing, I mean, it sounds like you're doing a great job. We, it sounds like we have essentially the same diet. <laughs> Dairy and before pregnancy, I was drinking, you know, of course, um, red wine uh -huh. um, and other, a couple other spirits. But um, how would you say stress levels are, sleep schedule, hydration? So I d definitely drink a lot of water. Um, I don't know, like, I, I couldn't tell you like how many ounces of water, but I definitely drink a lot of water throughout the day. I feel like ever since I got pregnant with my first daughter, I'm just like permanently thirsty. So I'm like, ch I chug water like all day. And, um, especially like nursing, you definitely need like more water. So I just try to get in this, a lot of water. So I definitely drink a lot of water. Um, I get probably like seven hours of sleep a night, although those are never uninterrupted seven hours of sleep. Like I go to bed around 10 and I wake up around five. Usually. Um, I feel like I sleep pretty well. Um, I, I don't wake up feeling refreshed really, but I feel like I have been sleeping the whole time. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, stress level I would say is, I don't know. I mean, I, I work full time and I have two kids, so I do have a lot of stress, but yeah. I wouldn't say that like I'm miserably stressed by any means. Yeah. Got it. It's just a busy season. Yes. 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 Right now. I get that. Okay. This is so helpful. And then can you describe a little bit the burning feeling you get in your stomach a little bit more? Um, so have you noticed it with any particular foods? Is it right away? Does it set on after an hour? It is right away. Okay. Um, and I haven't noticed it with any specific foods. I feel, I ha, I mean, I'm, I'm, I have not narrowed it down to like what, cause I feel like it's a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, like when I had emailed you, the reason why that what prompted me to email you was because I had eaten an Epic bar and I think a banana and I was sitting there and like, wow, like my stomach, there's like a burning sensation. It almost feels empty. Like I'm so hungry, mm. but I had just eaten, you know, I shouldn't be like starving and I wasn't starving when I ate the snack. So, um, I don't know. It was strange. And it, it's kind of like at the, in the pit of my stomach, it kind of comes up in like a little bit up into my, um, like esophagus a little bit, 
but it's mostly just like in my stomach and it just is like there for like a couple hours after I eat. Okay. So fascinating. Well, um, I mean, this could really be a bunch of different things. It's possible. Yeah. Um, so it's possible that it is essentially what you've nailed. You've pinpointed as I have a damaged gut and I need to focus on healing my gut. I think that's definitely a really good direction to think holistically. Um, and without having, and I just have to, you, I, you and I know this, but just say for all the listeners dialing in right now, normally when I would work as a nutrition consultant, I'm not a medical professional, but when I would work with patients, I would have them keep, I would probably have asked you to keep like a two week long journal, food journal, right? So we can study and look at your symptoms, see exactly what you're eating, exactly what the triggers are. Um, and exactly how you're feeling after foods. And then um, from there, suggest, make holistic lifestyle type suggestions, right? Maybe try to eat more of this, a little less of this, that kind of stuff. Um, so this is really interesting. It's, it could be a number of things. It could be that there is some acid reflux going on um, that may be um, some sort of a reflux that is happening in, cause it can happen in various different parts of our intestine, mm-hmm. right? It's not necessarily just heartburn. It can, we can feel it in other areas. Um, so that could be a piece of what's going on. It's really hard to pinpoint it. I would suggest, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you what I would want you to do. If like you're a girlfriend calling me and asking me for advice and then we'll talk okay. about some holistic overall possibilities. Okay. But I would say reach out to a naturopath. Or, or go and see if you haven't already talked to your doctor about it um, and see if you can get maybe some testing done to see exactly what's going on. There could be some sort of an ulcer. There could be some sort of a reflux at some point along the system that's happening. Um, and it could be aggravated further by certain foods, right? And so maybe some sort of a food sensitivity panel. I am not actually one. I'm not an advocate for biohacking. Um, because I think that it spins us down kind of an obsessive rabbit hole, mm-hmm. right? Of sure. trying to restrict, restrict, restrict. But for a short period of time, it sounds like you have a really good head on your shoulders in wanting to have lots of good foods and just heal holistically, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I would say that a food sensitivity panel, which you can get when you work with a naturopath, depending, there are some um, general physicians out there who may be more open-minded, but somebody like that, if you don't already have one, do some searching in your area. Um, see if you can get a food sensitivity panel and also see if they can find something going on actually in your stomach and in the, in that area to see if there is some sort of an ulcer or some sort of a reflux, some damage that's going on, GERD, that kind of deal. Um, so I would rule some of those bigger guys out first, right? Mm-hmm. And then from there, it really is, I mean, you're right, it is about gut health. Ultimately, that's what we're, what we're working towards. So what are some of the things that we can do more benign, holistic, the advice a nutritionist can give you yeah. approach? Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, I would say it's not necessarily that we would need to, to restrict so extremely um, for 30 days and then, and then retest. You know, I'm, I'm not really a believer in that because some conditions take a little bit longer to heal from depending on what it is. And that's why knowledge is power in this case. The more, more you know about what really is going on there, 
better equipped you are to really develop a plan and tackle it. Um, but I would say in a very general sense, the foods that are probably going to aggravate you the most are probably going to be those high grain foods, right? Mm -hmm. So even the gluten-free pastas, those kinds of things. Now, if it's make or break, if it's like, I need to either have a gluten-free pasta night at my house or I'm going to go ham on some delivery pizza. You know, I would rather, right. I would rather you have the pasta um, once a week versus, you know, throwing the baby out with the bathwater on the other side. Okay. Um, so you, you know yourself best there, but I would say try to avoid those or be mindful of them and know that that's probably not helping the condition as much. Um, the grains in any form. See if you can't swap out the dairy for non-dairy alternatives, but for a time period, right? And again, I eat dairy, I eat gluten-free grains, so I, I, I think that that is definitely the direction to eventually go. But to give your body some time to heal, that may, this may be a good period to do that. Um, and I would be weary of non-dairy alternatives that have a bunch of other junk in them. Sure. You know, um, this might, it's probably obvious to you and, and a bunch of other listeners, but just in case there's new folks here, some things to look out for is, let's say you go to the store and you're wanting to buy almond milk or coconut milk. Um, just like any other pre-prepared food, right, pre-packaged food, you want to get the ones that have the fewest number of ingredients, the most intelligible ingredients, mm -hmm. um, because there's a lot of stuff they can slip in that's worse for you than if you maybe had just had milk, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I would be cautious of those. Uh, try to go for as few ingredient dairy alternatives as possible, coconut milk, nut milks, depending on how well you do with other nuts. Coconut okay. usually bothers folks a little bit less than other nut milks out there. Um, I would start there. I would, I would limit, um, I don't know how often you're having, you know, red wine or whatever it is, mm -hmm. but I would try to limit it to start off to maybe once a week. Okay. You know, um, and if you feel like that's a, that's a no biggie, you know, and you could easily go even further than that, then maybe try to cut it out altogether uh, okay. and see what happens. Because alcohol, even no matter what form it comes in, right, whether it's wine, a shot of tequila, you know, a gluten-free beer, whatever it is, it, it, it wrecks our guts. Um, and for people who have a perfectly healthy gut and they're not having any issues, we can, we can destroy it and then our body repairs it, right? We're constantly healing and we're constantly going through that cycle. Sure. Our bodies are made to heal. That's what we do. Um, sometimes we just need to give it a little bit of a leg up. So I would suggest cutting that out as much as you feel good with. Okay. The most important thing here is to not go down, like I said, that obsessive mindset rabbit hole. So if cutting out red wine and the pasta and swapping out the dairy all at once is going to make you feel like you just, you don't feel like yourself anymore. Um, then make some decisions there and some allowances for yourself. Okay. Um, there's really Fair no enough. one right way to go. And then from there, I would not worry. You asked in your email also about re like reintroductions uh -huh. of healthy gut bacteria. I would not worry about it right now. Okay. Okay, so the, the kind of sequence when it comes to healing the gut, Gut Health 101, like you asked, um, is really we want to remove the aggravators, 
right? We want to let the body repair itself, right? We want to let the body heal, let it do what it does best. And then we want to re-inoculate. Okay? okay. Okay. And so that would be, we know that we're ready for that last stage when you are able to eat something without feeling pain. Right. But anytime yeah. you do have some sort of a physical pain, I do recommend going and seeing your physician just to see what's going on. Okay. You know? Cause it could be, it could be a bunch of stuff. It could be something really benign. That's going to be really easy to pick to fix. Um, or it could be, it could be symptomatic of maybe a very, a food allergy you had no idea was lurking there, right? Okay. But I think that some some diagnostics run with your favorite physician compared or uh, set up next to a food sensitivity panel will probably tell you a lot. Now, no, keep this in mind too. We've talked about this a little bit on the show. When when you have a damaged gut, and you, I don't just mean you, but the world at large, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When we have a damaged gut, we tend to react to more foods than we would if we had a healthy gut, right? So your food sensitivity panel is going to come back probably re showing a reaction to a bunch of stuff. And you're going to think, oh my gosh, I can only eat salmon and broccoli or whatever yeah. it is, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I, I, would I just want you to know going into it, remember that they're going to be high but that's, a, that's really a sign that you do have some sort of intestinal permeability going on. And when we heal the gut, and let's say you go back and you take that test a year from now, after really going through some really focused efforts, you're probably not going to be as sensitive to a lot of those foods. Okay, so it's not a forever okay. kind of sentence. Mm -hmm. It's not a, I can never eat chicken again in my life. You know, I don't want you to think that. Um, but it could be to eat a lot of it and your body's just inflamed in general and hypersensitive. And so it's going to build some antibodies to chicken. Of all. Okay. okay. So anyways, is that helpful? So we want yeah, to yeah, move the aggravators, right? Mm -hmm. So that could be the grains. It could be the dairy. It could be the alcohol. Um, that pretty much is it. It sounds like you're probably also avoiding some of the other ones. Like I would try to stay away from soy as much as possible. Okay. You're probably already doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I would stay away from those. I would stay away from foods that you know bother you or you suspect might bother you. Like um, if you know you, avocados sometimes tend to bother you, right? Or um, actually coconut may actually bother you. It, it, it could be, it's possible that you also have a FODMAP sensitivity. A lot of folks that suffer from irritable bowel are also sensitive to FODMAPs. And those are these essentially short little carbohydrates found in certain foods. They're found in avocado, coconut, garlic, onion, those kinds of things. Okay. Um, and again, that's not a forever sentence. So don't, don't think that it is. Um, but I would start paying attention to those foods. Compare that with a food sensitivity panel test. Try to avoid the ones that are the biggest aggravators. Okay. And then for a period of time, that could be 30 days. It could be 90 days until you really start to feel better. Okay. And okay. start working with your naturopath again, um, somebody you trust to help you build a regimen to re-inoculate. And, okay. and they may even recommend you start that right away. And there's nothing wrong with that. But in terms of thinking about priorities, I would rather you mentally prioritize removing the aggravators and then resting and then re-inoculating. Okay. Okay. All right.
Does that sound good? Is that helpful? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's super helpful. I, um, I thought, I thought for a while that maybe I should go back to doing, you know, something closer to like a whole 30 where I just like eliminated all of it. And so maybe this is my, this is my time. Yeah, <laughs> it, could, it could be. And there's no, there's no need to be uh, too legalistic with it. You know, I really don't, sure. I don't want you to think that um, that's with a lot of the really, really restrictive programs out there that tends to be the direction. So I would just think of it as your, your own personal brand of a healing protocol. Okay. You know? Okay. I like um, that. Yeah. And, you know, and maybe that includes once a week, you have a glass of wine, you know, with your Sunday dinner or whatever it is, you know, yeah. whatever okay. you think is, this is part of my personal protocol. And it might mean that I'm going to heal a little bit slower than I would have if I just ripped everything out entirely, but I'm good with that. Okay. You know, so there's a way to, there is a way to have your cake and eat it too. It's just going to take you a little longer to eat the cake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that. No, I, I definitely, I, I like that approach and I appreciate it. The, then I don't know that the all or nothing thing is yeah. really, really good for me. Yeah. And it, it, you know what? And it isn't for most people. You're not alone there. Um, most folks, it, it's, it's a big, it's a shiny toy you know, and we think, Ooh, I'll go, I'll, I'll go all in and I'll get all this. Yes. Right. I'll get all <laughs> these benefits uh -huh. lickety split. But at the end of the day, we don't think about what that does to our mindset around food. Right. Because then we start to look at food as either good or bad, you know, and, and yeah. that takes so long to heal from, and that's just not a really good, healthy relationship. So yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, I think you're you're on a great track. I would definitely priority one, reach out to a naturopath, get some tests done, see how you feel. Um, the naturopath can help you with the allergy panels. Your other doctors can help you with the other tests, diagnostic tests, just to, again, to see what's going on. Okay. Does that sound good? Awesome. Will do. Yes. And then I'll check back in with you and let you know how I'm doing. <laughs> good. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear back from you. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been really, it's been a great conversation and I know you're not alone out there, so I'm sure that it's helped other folks. And for everybody else who dialed in, thanks so much for dialing in. As always, you can find a complete transcript of today's show over at fedandfit.com. And as always, we'll be back again next week.